Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, November 8th, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, Tim Ma Fucking Gettys. Bless, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Tim. I'm doing pretty good this Monday morning. Yeah. How are you doing? You're doing a little too good because last night we hung out at Imran the Don Khan's house. We yeah. played some Mario Party and your bitch ass got so lucky. I got so unlucky for so long. I had zero coins and zero stars. It was some broke boy shit and blesses out here. How many stars do you have? 13, 14? It was fucking bullshit. Listen, all I can say is I was balling and here's <laughs> the thing, Tim. Some people would say that Mario Party is rigged. Some people say would say that Mario Party is is a game that robs you in the end i'm somebody that says mario party is a game of skill and it's a game of talent and it's a game of effort and that's what i put in last night and i came out victorious twice in a row yeah <laughs> yeah a fantastic run in mario party last night so i'm feeling great this morning <sighs> well deserved well deserved plus how are you how are you feeling about mario party i know we did our review was it last week or two weeks ago a few times a flat uh, circle how are you feeling about it now you know, I it's such a blast. Like, I think it's just such a great game to get gr a group of people together and have fun. You just have to make sure that that group of people knows what they're getting into. Because, like, it, it doesn't matter oh, yeah. how nice you are in real life. Like, that that game changes you. And it, it tests your relationships in a way that no other thing possibly can. So you just need to know what you're getting into. But I will say that uh, so far we've pretty much played the uh, Yoshi Island level mm -hmm. or the birthday cake level and the birthday cake level sucks like, right. it's just like it is so not fun i love the the shifting back and forth of the the island it just adds some fun i do like the boys. we haven't played the spooky level together i do like the spooky level as well the you mentioned that the birthday cake level sucked before we actually chose it and i don't i hadn't played the the birthday cake since the n64 and i remember it being a hit i remember back in the day we all loved that level and i think that was probably purely aesthetic because it was me and my three older sisters yeah. that would play that, that Mario Party <laughs> game. And I think they always chose the birthday cake just because like it's a it's a cute map to play on. It has good music, all this stuff. Uh, but playing it this time around, I by the time we got halfway through the match, I was like, yeah, no, I see what Tim's saying. This kind of sucks. Like the gimmick there is very is very much, hey, just like land on a space and pay some money and you might steal a star. Versus yeah. the Yo the Yoshi stage, the two island stage, is very much about strategy and it's very much about like. All right, it's about placement and it's about like foreseeing is the star going to change islands and is it worth it to be on the island with the boo that is going to sell me somebody else's star exactly. and do i want do i want the benefits of being on the left island and getting the 10 the, the 10 coin uh, uh gift every single round like there's a lot to there's a lot that's in play in the yoshi's island that turns it into a game of skill until you get to the bonus stars round which you know will rob god you bless. but god bless man, god bless uh tim Let's mm -hmm. talk about some video game news. Today's stories include New Horizon Forbidden West gameplay details, a Mass Effect 4 tease, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show 
Housekeeping for you, in case you missed it, Extra Life was this last weekend, and it was a blast. Uh, you all showed up to help support the Children's Miracle Network hospitals, and we streamed for 12 hours straight. Right now, you can catch up on the shenanigans over on YouTube.com slash plays, where we uploaded all the segments of the stream. Uh, you can also still donate and support Extra Life by going to kindoffunny.com slash extralife. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, PS Love You XOXO is recording later this afternoon for Patreon. Uh, we're creating our definitive 2021 PlayStation Holiday Shopping Guide. Uh, right now, you can write in with your uh, submissions for games, accessories, and PlayStation related items that people should pick up this holiday season for Janet and me to talk about. That episode will be live for everyone on Tuesday on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Shin Megami Tensei 5, Credit Karma, Raycon, and Arcane. But we'll tell you about that later. Also, that is a fantastic lineup of sponsors. For now, mm-hmm. let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Uh, Baker's does it. Starting with a really good one uh, this morning. The PlayStation blog dropped a gameplay deep dive is what I'm going to call it. They talked about some of the gameplay elements that are going to be in the new Horizon Forbidden West game coming out in February. Uh, I'm going to pull from Jared Moore at IGN who helps kind of condense it down because it's a, it is a long PlayStation blog post that people can go check out if they want all the nitty gritty details. But IGN helps condense it. Uh, and before I even get into it, like Tim, now that we're getting closer and closer to February and the like just the, the wave of video games that are com- going to come through. What are your hype levels specifically for Horizon Forbidden West? Very high. I, I feel like this is this is going to be one that is a showpiece title for what the PlayStation 5 can do. Uh, I know it's cross-gen as well, but still, everything that we've seen about this a couple weeks ago before this gameplay deep dive, there was the kind of combat traversal breakdown that they did, and everything they're saying got me so excited. Like, the paired with the, the gifts of seeing Aloy kind of move around, like she has the little, like, glider thing, like the hookshot type stuff, like... It looks like it's just going to be fun to move around. And I think that that is something that when you look at PlayStation's first party lineup and you look at their their kind of like at this point classic titles that they're putting out, there's, you know, a lot of people think, OK, behind the back third person, like over the shoulder type yeah. Last of Us like gameplay, Resident right? Evil 4 type gameplay. Exactly. But I feel like things like Spider-Man are opening that up where there is this like momentum and traversal element that Horizon seems to be uh, trying to to match. And that is extremely exciting to me. Yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'm in the same place. I'm super excited for this. And yeah, that last uh, PlayStation State of Play where they broke down Horizon Forbidden West focused a lot on combat and traversal. And this PlayStation blog dives deeper into combat and traversal as well. It seems like that is going to be the thing that they try to improve the most in this game because that is what they are talking about the most. And yeah, I think you do. Uh, you, it, you make a great point bringing up Spider-Man as like an example of like, hey, this is how you move through a video game, right? This is how you can move through an open world game. And I, Breath of the Wild is one that I always reference. But like when you talk about the climbing and talk about the glider and all these things, those are a lot of things that you had in Breath of the Wild as well. And like one of the reasons I love that game was for the traversal and getting around the, the environment and how that game game opened up. And I love, love, love that it seems like those are the two two focuses, right? Traversal and then combat. Because I think when you think of, for me, when I think of Horizon Zero Dawn, I do think of how that game has very unique combat in terms of the focus on the long distance stuff. And we're going to get into it, of course. Like this blog talks about the some of the long distance weapons that they continue to evolve and implement in this game but then also a lot of the the improvements on melee stuff which has me very excited because that was one of my complaints when it came to the original horizon zero dawn i didn't love the melee combat but tim let's get into it i'm going to divide this into into the two parts right so let's start with traversal 
As February's release of Horizon Forbidden West draws near, Guerrilla has updated fans on some of the new abilities that players will be able to utilize across combat and exploration in the game, including a grapple and glider, as well as some fun new combat techniques. In a post focusing on traversal published by the PlayStation blog, Guerrilla spoke further about some of the new tools that players will have, as well as factors that that have influenced uh, Forbidden West's new combat decisions. Lead systems designer David McMullen explained that a new high vault uh, high vault mechanic, quote, essentially allows Aloy to hoist herself on top of any object of jumpable height with room to pull up. Combined with the ability to free climb and adding grapples to our environment, the potential for exploration is greatly increased, end quote. He also explained more about the Polecaster and Shieldwing, two new tools shown off back in June. The Polecaster is multifunction and primarily works much like you'd expect a grapple hook in a game to function. However, it, is a, it has a second function as a winch, which means, quote, the player can dynamically manipulate, move, and destroy the objects in the environment, according to McMullen. They continue, uh, quote, think about pulling a hidden loot chest from a ledge or tearing open a vent to create a new climb path, he adds. McMullen also also explained that the additions to climbing and traversal mechanics can be mixed up with Aloy's new Shieldwing glider. Quote, the Shieldwing combines well, well with numerous other mechanics, both in and out of combat, such as landing on your mount, ziplining, uh, the strike from above skill, and more, dot, 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 end quote. Uh, from there, I am going to jump directly into where they talk about combat. And again, First I'm off, so, go I just want to give major shout out to Polecaster and Shieldwing. Hell yeah. Great names. You just great made that names. shit sound cooler than it was. That's great. Let's jump into combat. Again, I'm still pulling from IGN. Uh, elsewhere in the blog post, the studio discussed the changes it's making to combat. Gorilla has completely redesigned Horizon's skill tree and included workbenches that allow players a greater degree of customization when upgrading weapons, which I absolutely love. As well as changing the way uh, that players modify their weapons to suit a given playstyle, the studio is also bringing melee and ranged combat closer together. Gorilla's lead combat designer, Dennis Zoffi, uh, offered an example of how the two aspects work together in Forbidden West combat system. Quote, a new example of a skill that does this is the Resonator Blast, where you charge up the spear with melee hits, and when fully powered up, the energy can be placed on enemies, humans and machines alike, and follow it up with a projectile, resulting in a big damaging explosion, end quote. In Horizon Zero Dawn, Aloy will have a number of her old weapons back. I guess they, they mean Horizon Forbidden West. In Horizon Forbidden West, Aloy will have a number of her old weapons back uh, to fight off the various enemies and machines that the game throws at her. Zopfi states that Forbidden West will look to give these weapons a, quote, stronger personality, allowing players to draw upon their strengths in given situations. New weapons will be added, too, such as the Spike Thrower, which, is, which was teased by Zopfi as being a, new, a, quote, new high damage weapon, which, when thrown at the right moment, makes it easier to hit larger targets and quote tim gettys how does all this sound to you sounds cool it does sound a little overwhelming like i feel like even in horizon one like there was a lot of customization and it's the type of stuff that doesn't really speak to me like all this workbench stuff i i am happy that people like that i am usually not a big fan like even recently playing guardians was like all right cool this doesn't really feel like it's actually adding to the the game or adding to my experience much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like what they're saying here about the the focus on like different weapons being necessary for different uh, kind of situations and like a, a bigger focus on making the the weapons kind of stand out themselves. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm all about that too. And I like the the they didn't include it here in this specific write up, but they also talked a little bit about the machines and how they're going for more variation uh, in terms of the machines that come at you. And I like the idea that 
the you're going to have to adapt a lot and figure out like okay and it's similar to horizons zero dawn to some extent where you see a different type of dinosaur machine creature and you're like cool my blobber is going to work better for this thing or or this type of strategy is going to work better for this thing i like what they mentioned here too in terms of giving the weapons a stronger personality allowing players to draw upon their strengths in given situations which makes me believe that okay cool it's not going to be a one size fits all in terms of you have to use this for this for this machine you have to use this for this machine it seems like you're going to have various options in terms of how you want to deal deal with stuff and for a game like this that is about your arsenal and is about like I guess freedom of exploration and freedom of how you're going to approach gameplay. I think that's really cool that they're like, cool, people like using certain types of weapons. Let's give them the freedom to choose the kind of weapons that they want to use and then build build on that. And that mm-hmm. does make me more excited for the workbench stuff. I know that that is very much to each their own. Even as I look in chat, there's folks who are like, oh, I don't like crafting. I'm sure other folks would be like, oh, I love crafting. Uh, I'm somebody who in this type of game, I'm totally down to see where that goes. You know, I think there's plenty of good places they can take take that with in terms of taking any of the any of the weapons they met they mentioned here and like the, the spike thrower and adding more upgrades on top of it and uh, until i min max it and have it be, be in its most powerful form and then going to a friend talking to them asking them how they played and they're like oh i used the i, I upgraded my shield wing or whatever it's called so it could actually like <laughs> knock down enemies or whatever i love that type of stuff and so i'm all i'm all in for that yeah very exciting stuff do you think it actually hits in february <sighs> yes I think so. Out of well, I mean, we, we had this conversation a little bit before in terms of breaking down what February looks like for video games. And out of all the games coming out in February, I think Horizon Forbidden West is one of the ones that has the most advantage by sticking. You know, I think there's a little bit more to lose there in terms of we've they've already delayed Horizon Forbidden West into February. People have already been waiting for it for a while. And God of War is coming out or is announced to come out later next year right with that with that being the case i think you'd want to give horizon forbidden west as much space as possible to breathe and be the shining star of the playstation 5 before god of war comes out and like that's given the fact that god of war could easily probably slip into 2023 i'd be surprised if god of war hits in 2022 but i think horizon forbidden west needs that space to like get the hype get that uh the conversation you know like i'm sure this is one of the games that playstation playstation is going to want to push as a game of the year contender right like one of the biggest games of the year and i think with that you want to give it uh um that space and allow it to to shine right earlier on in the year that said when you look at everything else coming out in february is releasing horizon forbidden west at the same time as elden ring is that going to be a good call right especially when you have other games like saints row and dying light and others coming out in february as well I don't know how much PlayStation cares about that necessarily. I don't think they need to with Horizon. I, I think that there's like a, a level of just tentpole for some of these PlayStation titles that it doesn't even matter what they're releasing next to. It might matter for the other games, but I don't think it matters for something like Horizon that has already demonstrated that its sales potential. And mm. this this one is so much more exciting. Like there are so many more people that are stoked on this than were going into Horizon. Uh, uh, what was the first one called? Zero Dawn. Yeah. Uh, but that that's for obvious reasons. It was a new IP, right? With this, it's like there's a known quantity. Everyone has an understanding of what they're getting. And it's an exciting new thing for PlayStation 5. So everybody that has a PlayStation 5 is looking forward to this game. How 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 do you think it lands on a readiness level? Do you think they have it prepared for February? I don't know. I mean, like that's the thing is we're just in such a weird place where I it totally could move out of February. And I, I wouldn't be shocked. It, I wouldn't be shocked if this game ends up coming out in June. But I also think that February could totally work. I don't think that they Sony has proven that even in a pre pandemic time, they don't really care about putting their games out too close to each other. Like we've had a couple months where it's like, 
we got last of us part two and then ghost like the month after you know what i mean like mm. they they i think understand what they have and they have tentpole they have these events that everybody's just going to drop what they're doing to to make sure that they're part of that zeitgeist moment um so yeah we'll we'll have to see how the rest of the library kind of shakes out but it's exciting that february is not that far away and like we'll know soon right. Are you surprised that we haven't seen more gameplay at this point? You know, for a game that is a few months away at this point, we've gotten that original reveal. Uh, was it last year? Was it at the PlayStation uh, PS5 showcase? We got the re- we got a reveal there, and we've gotten, of course, the state of play and some and some good like gameplay tidbits. But I feel like for an open world game that is as content heavy as Horizon is, do you feel like we're due for more before launch, or do you think it's this is part of the course for PlayStation? I, I think that it's part of the course at this point, especially when it, we we know that they've had their state of plays. Like we've seen a dedicated Horizon state of play, and that was before the delay. But we still have Game Awards coming up. I imagine we'll see a trailer there, um, just kind of reminding people, like, "Yo, this is coming, and it's coming soon." Uh, but besides that, I think that for this type of sequel, the way they're handling it of having these PlayStation blog updates is, I think, good. Like this is the the right way to kind of like not overwhelm, not get people death looped out on this game that in all honesty, I bet they themselves aren't entirely locked into that February date. So they're like, let's be careful about how we market this and how we, how hard we push this because we might have to restart the entire marketing cycle over. Yeah. I think we definitely see something. Uh, If it for sure hits in February, we definitely see something in the next couple of months. And I would think that is either, either like you said, game awards or a state of play or both. Like PlayStation has done a good job of doing the individual state of plays leading into certain game releases, especially in the last uh, year leading into a lot of the launch slate and like stuff that's close to the launch slate of PS5. They did a state of play for Demon's Souls. That was a bit lower key, but it happened. They did a state of play, I think, for Destruction All-Stars. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Yeah, they did. About that. Yeah. And so like they they've been doing that though they have slowed down on that a bit uh in the last year and i don't know if that's just that we've not had big playstation uh, uh first party titles actually they did they did it for they Clank, didn't they? yeah they did i i feel like they've hit every single one of their big games did they do one for returnal oh i don't i'm kind of funny i'll you're wrong i don't remember them doing one for returnal i remember there being playstation blogs but I don't remember being a, there. Uh, there being a state of play, and the reason also the the other things I would bring up would be, and maybe this is just different to them, right? The director's cuts, which for sure would be different to them to some extent, and then Deathloop, which didn't really get a specific state of play. Those aren't <clears throat> uh, PlayStation. Well, Deathloop isn't a PlayStation Studios first party title, and then also the director's cuts are director's cuts. So do you need state of play for those? I think that is the thing, but. Mm. Yeah, like if Horizon Forbidden West follows suit uh, with those other games, then you would think that we will get a state of play in January. State of play is such a fucking weird thing, but like a Horizon yeah. specific one. Yeah, I imagine late January, early February. Yeah, I hope. I, and I mean, I think the way to do it, too, could be a Game Awards trailer. And that leads into a state yep. of play later in December because PlayStation doesn't shy away from from December. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to want to do December that with the holidays and with everything there like in terms of uh uh marketing announcement like if the game was coming out in december that'd be one thing but uh-huh. it coming out in february i don't think that they'd want to get get too tangled in that stuff like they That's fair. they have a perfectly good january to use 
Tim, let's keep mm-hmm. talking about some highly anticipated video games. Story number two, Mass Effect 4's latest artwork teases the return of the Geth. I'm pulling from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. And Kevin, I have a link to uh, the image that they teased out at the top of the story in the doc if you want to pull that up as I read through. Bioware has marked its annual N7 day by publishing a new piece of Mass Effect 4 artwork. The poster, which is the first teaser released for the new Mass Effect since last year's announcement trailer, shows a crater shaped like a geth. The geth are the machine race and main antagonist in the first three games. Bioware first revealed it was working on a new Mass Effect game in November 2020 with the release of a teaser trailer. In addition to the new game, Mass Effect Legendary Edition was released for consoles and PC earlier this year. According to publisher EA, Legendary Edition sales far exceeded its pre-release forecast. Quote, The launch of Mass Effect Legendary Edition, the remaster of the first three Mass Effect games, reignited the passion of fans around the world, driving sales performance well above our expectations. End quote. EA CEO Andrew Wilson said in August. Tim, first of all, do you have any reaction to this teaser artwork? And then also, where are you at with Mass Effect leading into Mass Effect 4? Uh, I'm not I'm not a Mass Effect guy. I think this artwork is dope as fuck. I love this. Mass Effect will continue. This is hype. This is them like understanding what they have and like they're they're going back to the basics, it seems. They're going back to what people want from Mass Effect. So hell yeah. I can't believe this game is real, honestly. But they're doing it. Shout out to EA. We'll see yeah. if it's good and we'll see when we get it. But I think they're handling this right so far. Yeah, so far I think they're they're handling it right. Uh this artwork does look dope and like, you know, Mass I think Mass Effect Legendary Edition did a lot in terms of regaining a lot of goodwill for uh spyware in general and Mass Effect cuz spyware has had a rough uh last generation when you look at Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, Anthem, and like, you know, that is coming off of uh, Bioware being the Mass Effect studio, right? With, with the Mass Effect trilogy being some of people's favorite games of all time. Uh, I think this one has all, like a lot to do in terms of trying to regain that ground and bring fans back in and uh, have fans actually trust in the studio in a way that allows them to get excited for this game and get hyped for it. I think they're taking the right steps. I, I'm sure plenty of people look at this and go, oh, shit, the Geth? Okay, let's fucking go. You know, that is what I know from the Mass Effect trilogy. Like, I I, I know that's going to do a, a lot for people. But, yeah, I, I wonder, like, if... I, I wonder what the hype levels would be like for this if there wasn't Anthem and Andromeda. And I wonder if, like... I wonder if it matters, right? I wonder if fans are like, well, no, this is new Mass Effect, so I'm going to be excited regardless. Yeah, I mean, I think that the... We had the answer to that question because Andromeda happened and people were extremely hyped about it. It wasn't until it came out that the kind of, you know, talk around it was a little more muted and like, uh, and like it's not like it was the worst thing ever, but people seem to definitely not like it as much as the trilogy. Um, and then, yeah, Anthem kind of coming in. That was a, you know, major paradigm shift for EA. Like, I feel like the... They've just went further and further down the toilet for so long. But then mm-hmm. they're starting like with with a lot of the respawn uh, teamwork. I feel like they've kind of been course correcting a bit. And this is kind of on that course corrected path in my mind where they are making the right calls and are at least announcing the right projects. Like I, I think it's cool that on N7 Day they put this out because a lot of game celebrations like tee up big or not big, but they just like. Tee up something. About, they tee up something and then yeah. don't deliver. This is something, right? Like this is delivering like an actual like thing to be excited about. Sure, it's not a trailer. Sure, it's not a release date. Sure, it's not like the biggest thing. But like I like this. I think it's cool, and I think it is speaking directly to the people they need to speak to. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a good point. We're coming off of uh, Last of Us Day, and I remember I remember me and Greg doing a KHD in terms of all right, what are they going to announce on Last of Us Day because they're teasing something. And the whole conversation me and Greg had what was hey. 
level those expectations like bring that down a little bit because it is going to be some merch it is going to be nothing of what you'd expect in terms of a new movie trailer or like possibly a new movie trailer at best not movies sorry uh, hbo series trailer at best right but like even that for me would have been a surprise right don't expect factions don't expect a new last list tease don't expect much because usually when it comes to these big uh like video game days right outbreak day or last list day and seven day mario day usually it is something along the lines of like here's a shirt here's some yeah. i don't know man plumber pants to, for mario like here's some random shit <laughs> that like isn't gonna get you, you hyped want for, like, plumber pants? <laughs> dude i'll rock with them plumber pants that sounds fire uh but for the uh, them releasing this teaser i think speaks to them actually caring to some extent right them actually being like cool this is an opportunity to give fans something and i know this is a crumb like this is very much a crumb but this crumb has been doing a lot for people, right? I've been going through my timeline, and the people that are super into Mass Effect are taking this. They're zooming in. They're looking at that the crew that's in the picture. They're looking at the Geth thing, and are, and are thinking like, "Is this the Geth? Is this not the Geth? Is this something completely different from the Geth?" There's a lot of conversation happening around what all this is, in the same way that you know, for to like relate this to something that I know me and you, Tim, are super into. The Spider-Man No Way Home uh, poster dropped yesterday, and the first thing I did was zoom in to figure out who are the villains here. Show me that mask. Let me see oh, that yeah. goblin mask. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's Green Goblin right there. Those are obviously like Doc Ock's tentacles. That 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 uh, electric volt right there is definitely definitely from Electro, right? Like, who are all who are all the villains that are represented here? And what's missing? Because there's, there's a lot of space on this poster. You know, we 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 get into it, and I know the Mass Effect fans are very much getting into it in the same exact way and so like good for y'all shout out to y'all i still got to get back to legendary edition because i loved playing mass effect one and i know two and three are going to blow me away because people say that two and three are better than well people say two is better than than one i know people are kind of mixed on three but i can't wait to get back into that because goddamn that game tim Mm -hmm. let's do story number three let's talk about more games that get us hype uh games like metal gear solid 2 and 3 even though it is sad news uh metal gear solid 2 and 3 are being removed from digital stores i am pulling from luke plunkett at kotaku konami just announced that both metal gear solid 2 and metal gear solid 3 are being taken down from online storefronts after issues emerged with quote licenses for select historical archive footage used in game end quote The company's full statement reads, quote, Thank you for playing the Metal Gear series. We're currently working on renewing the licenses for select historical archive footage used in-game. Therefore, we have made the temporary decision to begin uh, suspending the sale of Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, and all products that include these games from digital storefronts globally starting from November 8th, 2021. We sincerely ask for your patience and understanding as we work towards making these products available for purchase once again. Thank you for your continued support for the Metal Gear series, end quote. The takedowns not only include those two games, but collections that include them as well. So in addition to MGS2 and MGS3 disappearing, Konami are also removing Metal Gear Solid HD Edition from sale as well. Tim, that's a sad one. Yeah, damn. This is a bummer, and this is just the sad realities of how licensing works and how Things like archival footage can just completely neuter your experience being able to, to get these games. Like, that. this sucks, but I do like that Konami is being transparent about it. They're letting people know exactly what's going on, and they use the word temporary. I think that that's key. I think that if they didn't have this information, these were just pulled, we'd all be, like, in a flurry thinking, like, oh, out. shit, remasters are coming. What's happening? Or, like, yeah. you know, remakes or whatever. But, like, like the GTA trilogy, we just saw uh, a lot of the older versions of that being taken down, but that's to make room for this new version. So... This um, is is sad news, but I do think that they're going to hopefully get it taken care of in a timely fashion. But uh, I mean, that's 
not surprising because there is a lot of like Dude. real world footage in those games. Like more than I remembered when I was watching you guys stream. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, like I, I actually pulled from real world, world footage in those games, which is like one really cool and impressive for the time. But then also, yeah, it leads to things like this where licenses expire. And like this is part of, I think, what makes the digital revolution scary like i i get excited for for digital games i love i play all my games digital now or i buy all my games digital now when i have the opportunity to and there are so many benefits to digital but this is one of the things that kind of sucks about it is that like i remember there being a thing for a gta 4 with the soundtrack there where i forget the exact uh the, the exact details of it because it was a little bit a little, little bit of a while ago but i remember that game either coming down off storefronts or being unavailable for a while because of music in the soundtrack and that is a thing that is going to continue happening, right? Like, that is something that, uh, uh, like, that is something that is very specific to digital games and digital availability. You don't have to worry about that with physical games, right? Like, my physical version of a game isn't going to disappear. I can go to a GameStop and get a used uh, physical version of a game or, like, even a new physical version of games that have come out in recent years, right? I don't have to worry about shit disappearing and me just not having uh, 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 available. I mean, not being able to buy it all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, but and, see, you know, with that though, like I feel like we're hitting a point that even that's not true anymore because of the way that games need updates and patches and all that stuff. Like, if you buy the physical version of the game, you need to like specifically go out of your way to make sure you're not updating it if you want songs to stay. Like, we're gonna enter a future where oh, you're just gonna sure. be screwed, and like that's just the reality of where we're at with stuff, which kind of sucks. But I do think that there is uh, more interest than ever in making sure that like this isn't a problem going forward where there there is a lot more understanding of how to properly do licensing and also actively chasing down those licenses to make sure they don't expire and all that as we're seeing here they could have just not done that oh yeah <laughs> could just yeah. you know and the yeah the word they use temporary gives me a lot of hope that yeah we'll see this stuff sooner than later and like it it is a bit of a bummer that it is all of a sudden you can't get these games like it's not it's, there's not even like a week's notice for people who are like oh shit we got to go jump on this thing right now so I can so I can own it you know like I mean Barrett right now for our playthrough right Barrett for Metal Gear Solid two and three was playing the HD collection off of Xbox and that's not just not going to be available all of a sudden if this mm -hmm. happened a year ago and it didn't get fixed then we we would either not be able to play Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 or we would have to find some weird difficult way uh yeah. to play it right I would have to deliver him my PS2 or some shit or we would have to like finagle something and so you know I hope this gets fixed uh I'm glad to see that they are being transparent about it um and yeah like you know I, I, in chat there's somebody who who mentioned like why don't they why don't we see more deal more deals that are just um, uh, permanent in terms of, hey, yeah, we're permanently, li permanently licensing, licensing these things. And I mean, I think part of that is Kojima weirdness in terms of the type of shit he puts in his games. You got to <laughs> remember, like, Metal Gear Solid has a lot of shit that, like, other games don't have. This type of thing, especially in, like, the early 2000s, it's probably one of those things where Kojima looked at that and was like, 10 years from now, we want to worry about this. Yeah, we'll license it 10 years. We're not going to be selling this game 10 years from now. And then lo and behold, we're still selling that game 10 years from now. I think this is one of those things. And like even talking about um, MGS4, we were doing our, we started our MGS4 playthrough on uh, during Extra Life, which is available right now. YouTube.com is kind of funny plays if you want to watch part one of our MGS4 playthrough with Mike and Barrett and Tamor and all the, all the crew. Uh, and that game has some obscene shit in it in terms of licensing. They have a, a, a playable iPod in that game, Tim. An oh, yeah. iPod that works. And you go you go through and you collect iPod songs. That is the collectible in that game is iPod songs. And the I moment didn't... I got Calling to the Night, I never listened to another song. Every situation is better with Calling to the Night playing. Every single one. 
I could not imagine the hoops you jump through and the the what that document looks like with Kojima and Apple to allow them to put that in the game. And I'm sure that probably has some expiration to it. I'm sure like maybe that is one of the reasons why that game is stuck on the PS3, right? Like the, it it is incredible some of the links they go through with some of those games but yeah i figure that that is something that's going to get fixed my question is tim for you do you think they fix it by actually getting that stuff licensed or do you think they like censor it or replace it or some shit i i think that they are intending to get the license and i hope so i would go back to how it was i, I don't think they're trying to change or censor it i, I think that i would be a last ditch effort there's no way that these games don't end up back on the store metal gear solid 2 and 3 are some of the, the most re-released games of all time <laughs> Oh, they're yeah. they're gonna want to make that money as long as possible. We gotta get an MGS4 on that list. Uh before we get into our next news story, I want to remind folks that remember you can go to patreon.com slash uh, kind of funny wait, games. Wait, why don't we do the next story first? Oh, you yeah, let's do let's do the next story first before we actually do the do the ads. Uh story number four, Ubisoft has announced pay raises to stop developers from leaving. This is Ethan Gotch at Kotaku. Uh, Ubisoft's Canadian studios announced pay raises for staff at the Assassin's Creed and Far Cry publisher to combat an exodus by many of its most senior developers, Kotaku has learned. While the raises are across the board, sources tell Kotaku that those who currently earn the most will see the biggest increases, prompting criticism that the new benefits will reinforce existing inequalities at the studios. Ubisoft Canada, which leads development on many of the company's biggest blockbusters like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Far Cry 6, and Watch Dogs Legion, consists of offices in Montreal, uh, Quebec City, Toronto, uh, Chicoutimi, uh, Halifax, and Winnipeg. The new pay raises are set to go into effect immediately and will be and will begin being paid out at the end of November. Employees will also be receiving more vacation days and better pay during parental leave. Quote, they're desperately trying to hold on to what few experienced devs are still here, one current developer in the Canadian studios told Kotaku. But the exact amount of the, of the raises will vary depending on the employee's position at the company, sources said. According to the worker group A Better Ubisoft, junior staff will receive a 5-7% to 7 increase, while the most senior staff could see their pay increased by up to 20%. That would mean a lower level developer might see a $50,000 a, uh, $50, a year salary increased by $2,500, while higher level developers making $100,000 could see as much as $20,000 in additional pay. Quote, these moves do absolutely nothing to address the key demands of a better Ubisoft, the group told Kotaku in an email statement. Quote, in addition, by weighting the pay rises enormously in favor of senior staff, management are exacerbating the gap between the highly and low paid workers, end quote. A better Ubisoft sent a letter to management earlier this year demanding changes to workplace misconduct, uh, reporting processes, uh, and worker involvement in decision making about how the company evolves following widespread reports of sexual misconduct and toxicity at the company that began emerging in, in mid-2020. The group renewed its calls for a, quote, seat at the table last week with a petition asking fans and other developers for support. Tim, what's your reaction to all this? Uh, first off, I think the petition is an important thing to talk about. Like that is definitely something you should go to twitter.com slash. Is it a better you? Yeah, better. A better Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yep. Um, you can go there, check it out. Like there's a, a petition that you can sign. You can read through and see what the demands are. And I think it's just interesting to kind of like have that knowledge of what it is that asks are what asks are being asked and then yeah. applying that to seeing this and seeing what actions are being taken. I don't necessarily think that this is a uh, one for one response to those demands. I just think that this is Ubisoft uh, making decisions to better its workplace. I don't think that this is necessarily the absolute correct way to do it, but I do think that they are 
They're clearly trying. And is that trying because they're being forced to try? Sure. But that's a good sign. There's some positive momentum uh, with this. But I, I do think that this the, the petition is going to help snowball the efforts uh over time with the the amount of direct calls to action that they're looking for and i think that that is a huge step for these type of things that i think uh can get really complicated with these uh topics that are very complicated yeah yeah i love to see i love seeing what a better ubisoft is doing and yeah that petition was getting a lot of steam over the last week and i was seeing more and more people share it and yeah it is super important to be able to see that to see what the exact demands are so that when we get responses like this we're able to look and go no, this isn't what they. This isn't what we wanted. This isn't what Ubisoft wanted. This isn't what the workers wanted, or what people are demanding. Uh, and yeah, like to to see this move, it's one of those mixed bags where I'm sure to some extent people who are uh, some of the the lower paid workers at Ubisoft go, well, like money's money, and so I guess I'll take it, even though it is a bummer. But yeah, when you take that and compare it to the the higher paid staff and what their increases are looking like, and what that does in terms of creating this. Uh, uh, like creating this fissure between the higher paid workers and the lower paid workers there and allowing the higher paid workers to get, you know, me meaningful rises. Meanwhile, the lower paid workers are getting like, a, all right, well, 2,500 a year, it's whatever. Uh, that is a bummer. And, you know, I, I, I do think that that strikes me as a pretty much what the quote here says from the developer that, that spoke to Kotaku, right? They're desperately trying to hold on to what few experienced devs are still here. That, that to me does sound like a move of, we want to keep our senior staff like give the low, give the lower paid staff something so that like we can say that, hey, we took steps to increase pay. Hey, we're taking care of our employees when really what it seems like is going on here is them going, no, we can't keep losing people like we need to keep some of these higher paid staff because they know what they're doing and we need to need them to actually make this company go and run. Yeah, I mean, the, the positive way to look at that, though, the same thing you just said is that hopefully the it is keeping the right people and that these junior people can then move on to become the senior people at, at some point and well, like make a better kind of like track for them to be able to have that type of career growth. Like mm -hmm. I, all of that I think is a better potential future for Ubisoft. And I just need to keep making more choices like this and more decisions and standing by them while also listening to the demands at some point. Exactly. Kevin, how are you looking in terms of ads? Super ready. Super ready. All right. Well, I hope you guys are super ready to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where we can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Arcane, a Netflix original series from the creators of League of Legends. Arcane is a nine episode, three part series that follows the story of two young girls, Vi and Powder, born in the undercity beneath Pilt Over. Their eagerness to prove themselves will set in motion a series of events that will take the relationship to its breaking point and transform them forever. This is going to be the animation event of the year, and you can catch champions we know and love like never before, and their story will all intertwine in this action-packed series. Whether you're a longtime league player or brand new to Runeterra, Arcane is a great way to get to know the vast world and origins of iconic characters of League of Legends. Uh, dive into the stories behind one of the most played games of all time. Every once in a while, I think about that and it blows my mind. Uh, discover the secrets of Peltover and its Undercity and prepare for the epic battle that is only just beginning. 
Arcane is now streaming exclusively on Netflix. Next up, shout out to Credit Karma. Is it time for a big change? If you're thinking about home renovations or finally paying down those old credit card bills, Credit Karma can help find a loan that works for you. Whether you're refinancing credit card debt or paying for an upcoming expense, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers that are personalized just for you. It's totally free and easy to sign up for a Credit Karma account with no effect on your credit score. In Credit Karma, you can check out multiple loan offers side by side with easy to compare estimated terms to make sure you get the best deal. And once you've got a loan, Credit Karma will help you track your progress as you pay off your debt and even let you know if you can refinance and save. If you're ready to apply, you should head over to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the right loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Next up, shout out to Shin Megami Tensei 5. It's the newest installment in the acclaimed JRPG series developed by Atlas. You play as a high school student who is suddenly transported from modern day Tokyo to a post-apocalyptic world. Granted a cursed power to save his life, the protagonist becomes a new being, neither human nor demon, uh, Nahobino. So there you go. Explore the demon-infested wasteland of an enigmatic realm known as Da'at, filled with mythical deities and demonic tyrants in constant conflict for survival. Search for answers and forge your own path in a battle between light and dark. Your choices will dictate the fate of the world. Turn formidable foes into worthy allies by recruiting them, then fuse them to create demons customized to your playstyle. Shin Megami Tensei 5 has been fully rendered in 3D, a first for the mainline Shin Megami Tensei series. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is out now. Now you can check out the digital deluxe and standard editions on the Nintendo eShop or by clicking in the link in the description. And finally, shout out to Raycon. It's never too early to start holiday shopping, especially not when you can save big on a gift that they'll use every day, like the Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, my brother's been using these. He's been training for his marathon and he's been jamming with the Raycons. With seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit, you can start listening easily and keep listening for hours. The audio quality is just as good as a bunch of the other premium brands, but at half the price. Uh, their new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best. Pure, more balanced mode, and bass mode. And with eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, you can't lose. Go to buyraycon.com KFGD today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available only for a limited time and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com KFGD to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com KFGD. One of the guys in that ad in the in the visual looked like Ray J when I clicked back. <laughs> like I was just like looking through the doc to see what the next story was, and I clicked back to Discord and I just see a face that looks almost like Ray J's. So shout out to that guy. I hope he's doing well. Story number five, we got some details on Elden Ring's performance modes. I'm pulling from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Bandai Namco has detailed Elden Ring's performance modes and confirmed ray tracing support on new gen consoles and PC. Hold up, Wes. What's up? That, that was Ray J. That was Ray J. It yeah. was Ray J? Because they're Ray Oh my Ray God. Yeah. Wait, is that Ray J's He's thing? Ray. I didn't know that. Holy cow. I did not know that Raycon was Ray J. <laughs> I was pretty sure that was the case, but I didn't want to like. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Is, are those the same earbuds that I have? Yeah. I think. I think. Oh. Wait, no, I think they, I, I think might, I have different ones. No, those, those, different those are different. Those are different. So Wow, funny. I did not know that Ray J was like living it up like that. Good for Ray J. Good for Ray J. Wow. 
holy cow that's funny remember the did you ever see the clip where <laughs> it's probably bad for after that but like you, <laughs> you see the clip or ray j is like in an interview and he's like wearing his sunglasses and, <laughs> and like ray j is like oh yeah i got don't this spoil it. don't spoil it don't spoil it yeah people go check i want to find you, the video i want to find, find the video, video. We'll, we'll watch it later <laughs> which if i'm being completely honest probably not good for that being an ad to play this video but it is it is content gold, and so I am totally down to watch this video on air to risk it for the biscuit. But Tim, find that I'm gonna do this next news story uh, again. Story number five: You got some Elden Rings performance stuff. Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Bandai Namco has detailed Elden Rings performance modes and confirmed ray tracing. <laughs> Now I can't say ray tracing and take it seriously. Is ray, tra- <laughs> <laughs> is ray tracing ray J2? It is. It is. <laughs> is he figured out the technology. All? Oh my god, he can't be stopped. Uh, confirm ray tracing support <laughs> on new gen consoles and PC. God damn it. God, it's hot in my room all of a sudden. <laughs> PS4 Pro, PS5, Xbox Series X, and S versions uh, of the From Software title will ship with performance and resolution modes, while ray, tr- ray tracing will be added to PS5, Series X, and PC via an update, uh, though it's not clear if this will be in time for release. As with most new gen titles, performance priority mode will adjust screen resolution and load balance to approach 60 FPS, Bandai Namco has said. Resolution priority mode will load uh, load balance functions at a fixed max resolution with a lower limit of 30 FPS. Quote, there are differences in the display of grass and other ground objects depending on the console, the publisher said. Both PS5 and Xbox Series X will run at a resolution of 4K in resolution mode and 60 FPS in performance mode. (laughs) Sorry, I keep... I I was looking at you and I'm like, I see that giggle. It's about to break. (laughs) I was struggling so hard holding that in. In terms of cross-gen support, Elden Ring can be ported between both Xbox console generations and save data can be transferred. Uh, The PS4 version can be ported to the PS5 and save data can be transferred, but the PS5 version cannot be ported backwards to the ps4 that's cool good for elden ring i want that game to look fantastic because demon souls looks fantastic and uh souls games specifically the ones i played when they run at 60 fps they are immaculate and i cannot wait to play this in performance mode tim they call me performance poppy nowadays that's the new name poppy blessed oh yeah dude performance poppy yeah that's what they call Mm -hmm. me now in the streets and i cannot wait to play elden ring in performance mode Mm -hmm. do you have this ray j video (laughs) i do i do kevin you ready to bring it up yeah, but like I thought we were waiting. I thought we were waiting till afterwards. Uh, well, not, you okay. know, plus seed it up. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, uh, yeah, let's go. All right, everyone, let's go. They're unbreakable. Unbreakable? They're oh, unbreakable. we can't hear it, Kev. Break them. I can hear it. Now. No, you step on them. Yeah, you okay. gotta mute it. You gotta got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. This is Ray J talking about his glasses, by the way, in an interview. Posting the glasses. That... They're unbreakable. Unbreakable? They're Test unbreakable. Test Break them. Step on it right now. No, you step on them. It's your product. You step on them. Speedy step on them. I can't do that. You can. I bet you I can break these. They're unbreakable. Speedy. They're not unbreakable. Speedy. Don't tell me they're unbreakable. Listen, Don't challenge they, me. Listen. Don't challenge me, Rachel. They're I will un- break them. Listen, Speedy, they're unbreakable. They cannot break. It's impossible. <laughs> the confidence. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Oh. I love that clip so much. I've watched that clip so many times. Speedy, Let's they're unbreakable. They cannot break. They cannot break, Speedy. They cannot break. They're they're unbreakable. 
Oh, the I don't care gets me. I love that so much. Shout out to Ray J. Let's round this out with our last news story. Story number six. Do we have the name for the next Sonic game? Remember, uh, this was it like a year ago at this point? I guess it was early this year where we got the trailer for the next Sonic game uh, with the 2022 thing on it. Uh, this morning, Nibel at Nibelian on Twitter tweeted out, Sega has trademarked the name Sonic Frontiers. Now, is that related to this next Sonic game? Is that something else? Who knows? Tim, what's up? I am 99% sure that we already knew this name. So the news here is just that it's trademarked. But, like, there was something data mined or something from that trailer that people were talking about Sonic Frontiers of what it was going to be. A little more open world and all that stuff interesting i'm looking it up right now wow i got i'm looking at a blog like a forum post from like 2004 that says what happened to sonic frontiers hmm. which is weird has sonic Very frontiers weird. been a thing for like over a, I've, either way like they've trademarked it i guess that is the news here and tim did you remember this happening did you remember there was a new sonic game because i forgot about it and i love oh sonic. yeah <laughs> I, I dude i did remember did remember but i don't know this it didn't look great from the little we saw it's not going in a direction of what i want to see from sonic games but eh, i like sonic i just want him to succeed Sam, i'm right there with you sonic frontiers also has sonic forces energy to the title mm-hmm. which i don't love i don't like the sonic forces was very oh you got the chain you got the sonic chain right there you have it mm-hmm. like hold on let me see um, no, my drawer is too filled with, with crap. My chain is somewhere in that drawer, but it's going to take me like oh 50 God. seconds to dig it out. Am I supposed uh, to pull this up? I feel like was this not a provided link? Oh, I, I put it in there just as a reminder in case Tim had forgotten about this Sonic trailer because I had to go back and watch it. I had to be like, oh, yeah, what was that? And I forgot that it was like this. Our conversation about this when this trailer first came out was, are they doing it? Is this like a new Sonic? This doesn't look like classic Sonic or modern Sonic what sonic is this which has me excited because i do want them to kind of reinvent sonic and so yeah if this next game is something completely different i'm really hyped about it then yeah we'll see tim i'm very excited to see what the next sonic ends up being whether it's called sonic frontiers or not who knows but who knows? the reveal of that is just so far away if i want to know what's coming out to mom drop shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. That one of the funniest videos of all time. Such Kevin energy, doesn't it? It does. Breakable. I would have already, like, if I had glasses that I thought were unbreakable, I would have tried my absolute hardest to break them. You know, like I, it wouldn't have been a surprise that they snap in half to me. Just the fact that I'm not going to be able to read the word ray tracing anymore without like smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, out today, we got Gravity Light for Switch. Uh, we have one new date for you Super UFO Fighter. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Super UFO Fighter beams down to Earth on January 13th for Switch and PC. Uh, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can you can get the show ad-free. You can also write in with your questions, uh, just like Jeffrey P. Long did, except Jeffrey P. Long didn't write in with a question. Oh. Uh, Jeffrey P. Long wrote in with something special. Uh, Jeffrey P. Long wrote in to say this. I know this isn't the place for this, but I'm so excited. I just got engaged to my girlfriend of seven years, and we are hey. so happy 
we are so happy and so stoked, and I just wanted to share that. I know you don't normally share this sort of thing on KFGD, and that's totally okay. I just wanted to share it with someone, even if it's just only you two, Bless and Tim. Congratulations, Jeffrey Congrats, P. Long. That is dude. Awesome. That's awesome. So cool. As con- congratulations, of course, you know Jeffrey P. Long from being a Patreon producer, and Greg saying the P in his name more than he needs to. <laughs> Jeffrey P. 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 Long. Shout out to Jeffrey P. Long. Uh, and yeah, that isn't that isn't it for the Patreon.com. So it's kind of funny game shenanigans, though. We do have a squad up this week, or today, I should say. Uh, Jeff the Maverick wrote in with a squad up on PS5 and PC. Hmm. And says, looking to squad up and play some Vanguard with best friends. I live on the best coast, west coast, and mainly game on the weekends when I can get a break from work and the kids. If you want to play some Vanguard with the homie Jeff the Maverick, you can add them on PS5 or PC. I believe this is probably their Activision account since they're giving both of those platforms. Jeff the Maverick is their username. Jeff the Maverick. Even though I think the Activision account has like numbers to it too. So I'm going to say this is probably their PSN. Jeff the Maverick. That is J-E-F-F the Maverick. Remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in list of what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. Let's see here. Oh, man, we got a lot of context added. Uh, Rollis Racer writes in and says, Hey, Blessing Tim, Returnal did have a state of play. It premiered uh, February 25th, 2021. Deathloop also had a state of play, not an exclusively dedicated state of play, but one focused on Deathloop in July. Um, just like the one that was focused on Little Devil Inside, which, yeah, I was talking about the specific, like, exclusive, we're talking about this game only, but thank you for that, Rollis uh, Racer. Uh, let's see. Nano writes in and says, GTA 4 is pulled from in-game stores twice. Once because it ran out of Steam keys. Uh, the second time in 2020 because of games for Windows Live. And additional keys could not be generated after Windows pulled support for that platform. Thank you for that, Nano. I could have sworn that game was pulled at some point because of soundtrack. But maybe I am conflating it with something else. Conflating. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Bandar SM saying the Sonic Celebrations was back in June. The name was Sonic Rangers. That's right. It wasn't Frontier that I was thinking Mm. of. Sonic Rangers was the rumored one. I do like Sonic Rangers. That is a better name than Frontiers. And then... Rangers. Missed New Date. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker expansion has been delayed by two weeks. Uh, The new date is December 4th. Thank you so much for that, Eric. Tim. Today's mm-hmm. Monday. That means we have a whole week ahead of us for Kind of yes, Funny do. Games Daily hosts. Uh, your week, your week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily will go like this. Uh, tomorrow, it is me and Gary Witta. Wednesday, it is Tim and Andy. Thursday, it is Tim and Tamor for Tim Tam Thursday. Then on Friday, it is me and Janet Garcia. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is It Takes Two. Well, actually, no, it's not mm-hmm. It Takes Two. After this is some more of that, that Wales interactive goodness. If you watched our Bloodshore stream a few days ago, you know, and you, you know that we had a fantastic time playing that game and so mike and nick decided that they want to play some more whales interactive games those are fmv games that are choose your own adventure experiences b tier like uh uh uh, like campy movie stuff it is an awesome time you do not want to miss the stream that's happening right after this and of course you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily